Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome back to the podcast booth with Pastor Stephen, the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Hey, we are here talking about your sermon from yesterday. Um, so, how was yesterday? Was it a good Sunday? I know you like Sundays, but I know you're tired. Whoa, hey, we have a... Oh <laughs> what is goodness. happening? We have a Lynn Haven police officer. What's up, Officer Blaylock? You, <laughs> what is... Something's happening. Hang on just a second, people. This is odd. Uh... It looks like you want to say something. You're giving me the look. I'm going to – here you go. Yes, I have something to say. I've been uh, getting questions and comments about certain traffic laws and speeding and so forth, and I just want to make sure that um, it's clear that uh, we do obey all the laws from Highland Park Baptist Church and that um, the Lenape Police Department vehicles may be a little different, <laughs> but they are definitely um, easy to be seen. So I wanted to bring the pastor a picture <laughs> – so he could clearly identify the vehicles in the future. So I'm showing him a picture of our Welcome to Lynn Haven sign with one of our um, holograph cars. And it's pretty obvious where it's at. So oh my I goodness. just want to make sure that uh, that we're all on the same level here. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the same level. You, uh, y'all knew he was going to do this is what's so sad about it. He's, he's been, and I'm, we're running late today, and he's been waiting, waiting to do this. Uh, yeah, Lynn Haven, I'll just say this to all our listeners. If you decide to come to the world's most beautiful beaches and you're rolling down 77, uh, you come across, a matter of fact, don't even wait till you come across the bridge. You get on that bridge, you better slow down. I'm thinking, I'm thinking at least five miles an hour under the speed limit. Uh, cause Lynn Haven, they, uh, they got a quota that they got to, they got to no, bring no, in. No, 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 no quotas, no toasters involved in this. Uh, they're having to pay for all these fancy new police cars that have holographs there, there on them. Is, there is no toasters involved and no, no quotas, but yes, you'd be safe. And in order to, to increase your wealth and not worry about your debt, just definitely obey all the speed limit signs. <laughs> And that'll increase your billfold. Right. I appreciate that public service announcement yeah. today. Uh, that was a great transition. A great to, transition. You know, I just this don't know whole, how you got that police car up here. <laughs> <laughs> this whole idea of uh, debt. That was, ladies and gentlemen, that was Officer Brian Blaylock from the Lynn Haven Police Department. He is a real police officer. Um, yep. Came in and gave us those wide wise words to yep. Pastor Stephen. Man, somebody did some serious work on that. Yeah, I, and I know he didn't do that. So he got our, somebody in his office. So to for do that. our listeners, uh, he gave Pastor Stephen the a today? photo. Where, where the cameras? No cameras today. Cameras he gave today. Pastor Stephen a photo of the uh, "Welcome to Lynn Haven" sign here in Panama City, and uh, there's kind of there. I don't know how they did it, but there's kind of a picture of a police it's that car white truck it's that, it's no, that, it's white, that white ford that pulled you yeah. over well that's true no mine was black he uh the black chevy he got me um good uh, gravy well anyway I, I guess we need to talk about some biblical things today. yeah yeah so your your sermon title is appreciate, my debt of love yeah, yeah. Who, see who, you later who, officer blaylock officer blaylock who, who happens to be one of our active deacons here that's right at our church for he, now he has not moved into that inactive status <laughs> like our producer journey did many years ago and has yet to come back to active yeah, status there you go uh but anyway both, both good guys um you just don't want to see one of them 
during his work hours. You won't see him. Don't you see that? You can't even <laughs> see the car we'll, there. We'll he have to, to roll down the window so you can yeah. see the whites of his teeth. <laughs> we'll have to somehow get that photo posted so people know what we're talking about. Oh, man, I've already tweeted it. <laughs> All right, my debt of love. Uh, again, Romans chapter 13, uh, verses 8 through 10. And uh, your first point, uh, you've got three of them. Uh, public <laughs> That's debt. normal. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'll start with P. All right, public debt, personal debt, and principal debt. So uh, public debt, what do you mean by public debt? Yeah, well, public debt, we talked about that last week. And basically, it, even though we're talking about 8 through 10, it was verses 6 and 7 above that. It's boiling down to submit to the government. And he says, yeah. pay your taxes. Why? Pay your speeding tickets. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I guess cry enough and get out of it. <laughs> the uh, because the authorities are God's servants. So there's this 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 public debt, and you know I don't know that might be a little play on it, but uh, it is there. There is a debt that we have that has a result of being a part of uh, uh, the society that we live in, or, or our na- our nation. And uh, and we're to we're to take care of that as we honor the government again, unless the government tells us to do something that is contrary to what God's word says. So, very simple. We didn't spend much time because we dealt with it all the way right, before. Right. And then uh, this is kind of where you got into it, and we did spend quite a bit of time on personal debt and principal debt. Um, so this personal debt, this idea of of credit. I know that you talked about uh, having some personal credit and kind of some biblical f- statements on that. Um, so I have a question in this, but, uh, I'll let you talk about, you know, you, you said that credit is not forbidden, um, but we should have caution about owing money to different people and different things. So, uh, yeah, well, there, there is, there are folks that have, I feel as though they, they've taken that one half verse, owe no one anything right. out of context of what he is, what he is doing here, because he's, he's using it as this launching point to talk about the debt of love that we owe right and so um i think they've taken that and they've used that to say you should have no personal debt whatsoever you shouldn't borrow money you shouldn't have credit or any of those things and 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 i would say this by all means if 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 you can function that way i think it's a great rule to, to function that way most folks can't they they can't purchase a a house a home Without taking out a mortgage or something right. along those lines, uh, I think if you can, then awesome. That's that's great uh, to be able to build a life to where you don't have to borrow anything. But that is a personal decision. It's not. You, I don't think you base that decision off of what it says right here because in in the in the proper context, I don't think it's what it's saying. And there have been some very well known. Um, uh, financial Christian financial mm-hmm. strategies. Yeah. That have been built off of this this right. one half verse. Uh, again, I'm not saying that. Okay, well, the Bible says go out and borrow everything, go out and get as much credit as you know. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if we want to stay true to the text, we can't make that argument based off of this. But I do think that he is drawing. Uh, he's kind of drawing a line in the sand saying, hey, look, you need to take care of your debts. Just like, just like you need to follow the authority of the land that God has allowed to come into uh, uh, to position 
uh, based on what we talked about last week, six and seven in Romans thirteen. And I would say as well, hey, when you you want to you want to fulfill your your debts, you want to fulfill. Um, the word that you've given, you want to fulfill contracts that you've entered into. It doesn't need to be a situation as a follower of Christ that you just sit there and say, "Hey, you you loaned it to me. That was your fault. Right. Um, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to pay it back. No, no. Why? Ultimately, why? Because it harms your testimony. Yeah. yeah. It it ruins the opportunity to tell of of, uh, of of a Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So there is this great caution there, um, but. You can't take that half verse to mean that credit isn't that credit's forbidden. And I, I would say this too, Ryan. And I say I counsel this in premarital counseling. You may as well, because I know you do a lot of premarital counseling with uh, the young adults that you minister to. But uh, that ten ten eighty great principle. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that principle. last week. Yeah. What ten ten percent? First ten percent, I give it to God. Second ten percent goes into savings or retirement. Eighty percent—that's what I'm going to live off of. You follow that principle and uh, you devote that to God, then um, God is going to God's going to bless that. I believe that. So the uh, He does give you a caution there. Don't don't sit there. And and I would even tell folks this when it when it comes to personal debt, when it comes to uh, borrowing money, when it comes to credit and things like that. Uh, let let that that debt that you owe let it be on assets that are appreciating and not depreciating. Yeah. Or you know, don't just have unsecured debt. Yeah. Just because hey, we wanted to go to uh, Cancun and we couldn't afford it, so right. we got a new credit card. Right. It's like that those commercials, which it, which I thought I thought they're so weird, but there's a lot of truth there about feed the pig, feed the pig. You remember those? Uh. The pretty recent. You've seen them, haven't you, producer? Yeah. Um, feed the pig, feed the pig. You know, it's a feed the pig, piggy bank. Savings. Oh yeah, yeah. Feed the yeah, pig. Uh, well, a lot of folks building are building lives of. Just uh, it's crazy the debt that people will take on. It's it's like they think they never there's never going to be a reckoning, right? Right. I'm never going to have to pay for it. And I guess again, right. you know, when you have four hundred thousand personal bankruptcies in the U.S. Yeah. and you know the government is structured in such a way to where you can claim bankruptcy and it gets written off and you just keep on living your life. I, the Bible says we ought not approach we ought not approach our finances that way. So I guess here here's my question, and maybe it's more of a statement. I don't know. I'm going to let you work this out. I'm going to spring it on you. So I'm not talking about people that, you know, are just overly uh, extravagant in spending and doing it on purpose. I'm talking about, all right, there with with the current inflation rate and the current cost of living for some areas along with minimum wage, I know some good, hardworking people who are um, man, they're they're working minimum wage jobs. They have a very hard time finding housing. Have a very hard time trying to make ends meet, even though they're good workers. So, what what encouragement or what advice along this line of you know have some caution with these things and credit's not forbidden, but don't go overboard. Like, what would you say to them that you know in this season of life, like they have to use some extra credit because they just simply can't afford to live. And I know that's not, that wasn't in your 
sermon yesterday, but I I, I just deal with folks that go through sure, this. Sure, yeah. Well, I would say just like we approach any part of our lives as a follower of Christ, we want to honor Jesus in everything. Uh, I look at my own life. You know, the first first church that I ever pastored, uh, goodness, 22 years ago, 23 years ago, uh, was making 23000 mm. a, a year. And, uh, you know, Jennifer was getting ready to finish college, so we're like, no big deal. She'll get a job. Yeah. And uh, make up the difference from the pay cut that I came from being a staff member at a larger church. Yeah. And uh, we we were there the first day, and she's sitting out in the garage, and she's just crying with her hands in her or her head in her hands. And I'm like, well, "What's going on?" I said, "I'm beside her. What's going on?" She goes, "I'm pregnant." Mm. Um, well, that's not really fitting in the plan that we had here. <laughs> uh, no, the plan right. was not that you you would yeah. give birth and all that stuff. <laughs> Another plan was you get a job. Uh, so I say all that to say. I was sitting there and I'm like twenty three thousand a year. I'm like, man, I've 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 nothing. Yeah. I mean, goodness, I, I where do I have anything? And then now, I, I I'm blessed. I pastor a church that is much larger. We have a, a much larger budget, and I'm 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 taken care of. And yet, how easy it is, even in that state, to take on unnecessary debt. Uh, I could argue the case. I had more free free income back then than I do today. Right. Uh, I would just say you want to be very, very cautious. And um, I'll say this to young adults. I'll bring this out in premarital counseling as well. Don't expect to go into a marriage uh, with the same lifestyle that it took your parents 30 years yeah. to get. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, I've been in premarital counseling with young couples before, and they talk about the new house, and then they talk about, you know, come out the new living room suit, and they get the new washer and dryer, and and I'm like, hey, can I ask a question? Um, like you teach you teach kindergarten, and you sell phones at the phone place. Uh, uh, unless there's something I'm not aware of here, uh, how are you affording all this? Oh man. We, we, we're paying it off by, you know, we're making monthly payments. Yeah. And they end up paying 10 times as much as what the washer, I mean, the washer dryer would be broke down by the time they get it paid for. <laughs> right. And yeah, so I'm just they, saying, be be careful, yeah, yeah. be careful. And, and also, when you define something as this is a need, evaluate it. Is it a need or is it a want? Is it a need or is it a want? We'll have folks that have come to the church office before and they're like, I need help with my utilities. They're going to cut them off. I really need help with the utilities. And then our staff member who deals with benevolence will start questioning and the utility that's about to get cut off that they come to the church wanting the church to pay the bill is their cable bill yeah. or their cell phone bill. Yeah. Uh, I'm proof. Our, our, li- our producer as well. You can live life without a cell phone. Did it for many, many years. Yeah. And, and the argument can be made. Those were freeing years. You didn't even know how free they were uh, until now you're, you're, you've got that ball and chain with you everywhere you go. And I'm not talking about your wife. I'm talking about cell phone. Didn't even think that. Uh, like yeah. My head didn't even go there. Uh, well, that's good. That's a positive thing. That's right. But I would just, may that be the last resort. Yeah. Yeah. And don't set your life up on living a hundred percent yeah don't yeah look for other op, uh, other avenues to be able to to be able to live and to be able to provide and there's all kinds of things out there and let me encourage you this 
and I know people hear me say this, and they're like, "Well, the reason why you say that is because you, you know, you it's 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 selfish because you're wanting people to give to the church because the church is where mm-hmm. you get your funds and all this yeah. kind of stuff." And uh, no, I don't say it that way. Right. We we're we're not built. I know some churches that are out there that you know the pastor I guess gets a percentage of the of the tithes and offerings. Uh, we're not we're not set up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're. I mean, right now we're in a great season. I wish we were. Right. Uh, but there have been lean seasons. I wouldn't have wanted it then, right? <laughs> right. No. But here, please hear me. When you sit there and you say, I cannot afford to tithe to God because of all of these uh, expenses that I have living life, then what makes you think that God's going to give you more? Because God says, if you're faithful over a little, yeah. then I will give you much. Yeah. So be faithful in the little. Be faithful in the little. Go ahead, set that life up. I've yet to meet the first person, Ryan. The first person that would that tithed, and they were not able to have their needs met. Right. And I've even issued challenges. I've right. told folks, say, listen, yeah. if you tithe, and then it, you come back and you say, you know what, God's a liar. God did not and, meet my needs. I'll close my Bible up. I won't preach another well, sermon and again. And that hasn't been one-on-one challenges. That's been you at the pulpit challenging the entire sure. congregation in the entire room. Well, because, so. because, again, it makes God a liar. Yeah. yeah. He tells us that he'll take care of our needs. Yeah. yeah now, again, let me define or let me clarify. There is a difference between a need and a want. Yeah. All right, so – uh, good words on personal debt. The the third point is principal debt, and you you had a lot to say about principal debt, um, and you start off by saying that you know our debt was paid for by Jesus, and uh, you know we we can never really repay the sin debt that He has, like or that He substituted for. So, um, per, principal debt. I'll let you. I'll let you expound on that principle. Yeah, debt. the greatest debt that any of us have is not a financial debt, right? It's not a debt to government. It's not even that public, that private debt, or personal debt. It is uh, the debt of sin uh, that we all owe, and um, that if we are trying to take care of our own, it will always be a debt that is never taken care of. Because the simple fact is this: even on our best day, we're still we're we're, we're still increasing that balance. And so mm. what is the greatest debt? It is sin. And I was just having a conversation earlier with a, with a couple that's a part of our congregation. And the husband's in stage four cancer. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about that tunnel, man. He's looking down that tunnel. And he realizes unless, unless God does the miraculous right here and right now in this flesh, you know, in this current situation, then, uh, man, he's going to be passing on out of this world and headed to glory. And he mm. knows Jesus is Lord and Savior. But... Um, you know, he said that there's nothing in this life that can that can even compare to the peace of knowing what's going to happen. His exact words, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die because I know where I'm going. Guys, all the money in the world can't buy that. And so that hinges on the debt of sin being paid. And we know that's something that Christ did. Christ paid the debt. This is for God so loved the world, the world that he gave his only son. And Jesus died on the cross to pay my debt and your sin debt so that we might have life. We might have eternal life. We might have freedom. 
A lot of times what happens is people come along, though, and they're like, okay, uh, I got to pay that back. Or, or they have this idea, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna prove to God that I'm taking care of my own debt. And we know that is religion, right? Right. So, uh, and you mentioned that. So why did you say um, we, we hate religion? You kind of said that in, in your sermon yesterday. Why did you say that? Yeah, because to me, religion is the biggest lie that has ever been propagated to mankind. Religion, man, the devil is so smooth. We we, we don't give yeah. him as much, I guess, as much props as we should. Now, we got to be careful. Let us not ascribe to Satan characteristics that belong to God and God alone. Uh, but he is pretty crafty, right? And so he sits there and he's like, <clears throat> hey, let's don't. Let, 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 let's don't tell them God's not real. Let's don't tell them all this sin stuff's not real and everything. Let's just do this. Let's just tell them that they can be religious and they can earn their way to heaven. And so, so many people, we've said this even on this podcast before, you were to go out on the streets today, we're in Panama City, so go out on the streets of Panama City today and just start walking up and kind of doing the street reporting individual and and just walk up and say, hey, uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, Are you going to heaven? I I would say the majority would say yes. Yeah. Well, Well, why are you going to heaven? Why are you going to heaven? Because I've been a good person. Yeah. Haven't killed anybody, love yeah. my wife, love my family, provided pretty good little uh, citizen and all this stuff. So folks, I go to church and it's it's mind-blowing to me that somebody could come and be a part of a church service in, a, in, in an evangelical church that preaches salvation by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ and still believe that their merit is based upon their works. Mind-blowing, yet we see it all the time. Here's why. We have the hardest time believing that our salvation and our ticket to heaven is not built upon our performance. Yeah. How good we are. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Jesus, but yeah, it's also me. I got to yeah. be good. I did really well this week. I, yeah, I really yeah, 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 it's Jesus, but now, you know, <laughs> I got to, right. I got to, and there are, there are all, there are faith groups out there that teach that. Yeah. And yeah. so here's the deal. If I believe that I have to earn my way to heaven... Oh my goodness. I'm never letting up. That's delusional though. I'm never letting up. Yeah. And also if I believe that there's something that I could do to forfeit the grace that has been given to me by faith in him, then oh my goodness, what a hell on earth that would yeah. be. Yeah. So yeah, why do we hate religion? Because religion is man's attempt to work his way to God, but salvation is God doing for man what he could never do. Forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I've even had people say, like, you know, well, I, I, I am religious, you know. And so the, the verbiage that I use in those conversations when I'm trying to talk to people about Jesus is I, I just say, well, let's let's just re, remove religion out of the equation just for a second. And let's just talk about the relationship that you have with Jesus. And that changes the conversation drastically because they're just... My wife and I stayed, uh, I don't know, probably a month or so ago. Our students went to, uh, they went to camp up in the uh, North Carolina mountains. As a matter of fact, you, you, you were on that trip with right. them as well. Right. And so uh, Jennifer and I went just to get, kind of hang out a little bit at night. And we, uh, we rented. And uh, that you did. <laughs> we, we hung out a lot at night. Yeah. Hung it was out good. a lot at it night. Was it was good. We, um, we, uh, we rented a place. Uh, I mean, not a, 
extravagant home or anything, but we were in like this little cabin place that was right there on the side. The, be- the view was beautiful. You wake up in the morning, the clouds were above you. Mm. And uh, anyway, so but we walk into this place, and here's a statue that uh, she said it was a gargoyle. It looked like a demon straight from the pits of hell is there, and there is a uh, there's a little altar underneath him, and there was even some burnt sage that's there, wow. which screams witchcraft. And then you look around, and they have all these African masks uh, that you know part of the African mask are you know hey, these are gods that have been captured right. in the mask, and and um, and in the bedroom right right above the bed they had this massive picture of a, a blonde haired blue eyed Jesus. And uh, what else? They had a Buddha. They had a Buddha that was sitting right in front of the TV, and all the other stuff was so freaky. Hitting it all, huh? All the other stuff was so so weird. I didn't, I wasn't even worried about fat Buddha. I'm yeah. like, I can deal with Buddha. Yeah. And uh, you know, the first thing my wife's like, that demon's got to go somewhere. So I put the demon. <laughs> I put the demon in the closet. Put the demon in the closet. Took the blonde haired blue eyed Jesus, laid it over top of the demon because I'm like, all right, that demon's got to go through. <laughs> Going to have to go through this Aryan Jesus before he gets out. And so. And so anyway, so the 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 we got a chance to meet meet the woman who like owns this cabin, and uh, I'm like, um, I'm like, yeah, here's why we're here. Our students are here; they're on a trip from our church, and I'm a pastor. And she, is it her exact words? Oh, we're we're spiritual people. Yeah, spiritual. I'm like, huh? we're, I'm like cool. Super yeah, spiritual. cool. I saw your stuff. Yeah. Uh, I said, now we're Christians. She goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 cool with Christians. Yeah. We're Christ-. I'm like, well, um, <laughs> we're cool with Christians. I, you know, I have a personal relationship with Jesus as my Lord. That's cool. That's cool. We embrace all. Wow. We embrace all. Um. Anyway. Super religious though, huh? No. Spiritual. She didn't. Okay. Spiritual. spiritual. There you go. Very spiritual. Yeah. See, I would say that. I would say, I, I used to use that terminology. No, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual until I met this, this, this person. Yeah. And I'm like, spiritual for her means. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I've, I've, uh, I'm, I'm sitting next to Fat Buddha, and uh, I got my left-handed cigarette, and uh, the, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing it with a little bit of the. Uh, uh, the the sacrifice that is being made to the gargoyle <laughs> demon that is there. It's just weird stuff, my friend. Skeletons all over the place. Beautiful view. Yeah. Uh, and oh I'm goodness. like, you need to put a sign above the door. Hotel California. <laughs> Welcome to Hotel California. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, that was a good week, though. I mean, it was we were a good glad, week. We were yeah, glad you came up. That's why um, we hung out at camp so much. We didn't want to go back to <laughs> no, the no, demon like, house. I just let me just tell a quick story, and then we'll move on. You know, first night this Pastor Stevens there. Um, you know, he comes down a, a little, a little late. Not not. I mean, they were still singing. There were some breaks and things like that. Well, Pastor Steven brings this uh, big box of blow pops. You know, the uh, sucker with the gum in the middle. And he's just passing it out, man. Like, people are flocking to him. He's passing out these blow pops. And our youth pastor, Robbie, is walking down these metal bleachers. Okay? Metal bleachers. The room goes eerily quiet all of a sudden. Pastor Steven throws Robbie this blow pop. <laughs> he overthrows Robbie for about five feet. Oh, baloney. It hit him in the fingers, man. It hit him in the fingers. That's ridiculous. Over, some, something happened. Hit him in the fingers, dude. Robbie didn't catch this blow pop, and it hit every single bleacher going down the stairs. 
And it then, would have been inquired if I would have thrown a quarter up on the stage. <laughs> and then it like about three seconds, about three seconds later, Pastor Steven dumps over the whole box of blow pops and just goes everywhere in the middle of this quiet moment. So uh, Pastor Steven made an entrance to student it's camp. True. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. It's true. Uh, we laughed a lot over yeah. that. So All that's right. why we hate religion. <laughs> There you go. I'm sorry you had to stay in that place. So, uh, next one. Uh, Point number B. Point B. Sorry. (laughs) Point number B. Yeah, whatever, man. I'm I'm thinking about it. Uh, Your neighbors are his design recipients of this love, this debt of love, that your neighbors are the designed recipients. So, um, and you ask the question, who is your neighbor? And you... Uh, man, you kind of expounded on that, just talking about, um, you know, we've got to have some forgiveness, but everybody is our neighbor. Uh, so, you got any, what you got to say on that one? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you owe no one anything yeah. except to love one another. And yeah. the word another is the one that we were trying to flesh out. What, what does he mean by that? And, you know, we, we say, wouldn't it be great if it's the Greek word allos, where we get allies from, which means everybody just like you, love people like you. They look like you. They talk like you. They think like you. They dress like you. They're like you. Yeah. That's not the word he uses. He uses yeah. the word heteros, where, you know, naturally folks think heterosexual. That means a, a, a man and a woman. Right. Uh, they're different, and they're still different, even though there's a debate today <laughs> if they're different or not. That's another um, podcast for another time. But heteros means different than you. So he's saying, hey, I want you to show love to people who are even different than you. Yeah. So basically, I want you to love everyone. So here's here's him. Here's him. Here's Jesus. And he pays our debt. And he's like, no, 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 you don't pay me back. And by the way, you could never pay me back, but I'll tell you what I want you to do. Instead, go ahead and show that great grace and that great love to your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Eh, pretty much everybody. Yeah, just show that to them. Uh, and so that's how that's how we reciprocate this great uh, check of grace and forgiveness yeah. that he has offered and given to us who've received him as our Lord. So repay it to your neighbors. It would have been easier if you would have said, hey, you pay me back. You're saying, we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to amortize the whole thing. And, uh, you know, the amortization is going to start here. You're going right. to spend 80 years paying it back. Here's how you pay me back. You're going to go to church every Sunday. You're going to give at least 10% of your money. Uh, you're going to read, I don't know, at least two verses of Scripture every single day. You're going to listen to Christian music. Unless there's some cool 80s songs on, you're going to listen to Christian music. And, you know, you're going to. Boy, wouldn't it have been great because I could have did my list. I checked it off every day, but he doesn't say that. Instead, he's like, eh. Instead, love the world. Yeah. Love love people who look like you and love people who don't look like you. Just love. Repay it with loving forgiveness is actually the third part of that, right? Yeah. Love and forgiveness. Repay. So I wanted to talk about this forgiveness thing for a second. Uh, repaying love with forgiveness. like because So how, how do... How, how do you do that? Like, how, how would you encourage your congregation? How would you encourage those that are listening? Like, you know, because there there are times and there are people in our life that have done some things that are hurtful, and it's very hard to forgive. Um, it's very hard to uh, even love that person, you know. And, and you know, First John talks about that a, a, a whole lot. But how, do, how would you – how would you – one simple thing, one simple answer on – uh, how to repay with this love and forgiveness? Well, let's 
be reminded of what biblical forgiveness is. Biblical forgiveness is not reconciliation. Biblical forgiveness is not, okay, all right, we're going to break bread together. Okay, yeah, we're going to start having Christmas together again. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to play bunko together like we used to do, uh, you know, or we're going to do, we're going to hang out in the backyard at the pool or, or, no, biblical forgiveness is this. I willingly choose, based upon the great forgiveness that has been shown to me by Christ, I willingly choose not to hurt you the way that you've hurt me. Now, I have every reason to. uh, I have every right to. But I have made the choice. I will not get you back. I will not seek revenge. So I'm not going to hurt you the way that you hurt me. Now, sometimes people will receive that. Yeah forgiveness even if they won't receive it it still doesn't let us off as christ followers let us off the hook of extending that forgiveness they may never receive it yeah and you may have to between you and the lord uh i am going to forgive that person and i'm going to stop praying that you know, a bus falls out of the sky on their head. That <laughs> right, uh, right. Uh, you know, ten thousand camels uh, infest their armpits. Uh, camel fleas, sand fleas, whatever the case is. No seums. Uh, no seums. <laughs> the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit seeking for them to be harmed and hurt. And even though everyone would say, "Well, you know, they hurt you. You have every right to hurt them." Nope, no, nope, I'm forgiven. Forgive them. Now. In some of those instances, reconciliation comes, and the relationship is restored, yeah. and it is stronger than it ever was before. It doesn't always happen. Right. That is not the definition of forgiveness. Yeah. So I would say this. I want to treat them the way that Christ has treated me. I want to respond. And I just had this conversation. Honestly, my morning has been crazy. We're already running behind on recording the the, the uh, podcast today because I've had one appointment after the next appointment after the next appointment. And one of those appointments, it was um, about this very issue, about forgiveness. And, oh, my goodness, I just have a hard time because of what they've done and what they've said. And, you know, yeah. am I, are you telling me I'm to be a doormat? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to be a doormat at all. At all. I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, that you're not to have rights and that you're not to um, – that there are some things that are that are owed to you. I, I, the question was even asked to me, um, what about what about when it comes to suing people? Mm. You know, Corinthians tells us that we're not to sue. Well, it says that brothers are not to sue brothers. It's talking about Christians suing Christians. They were in a highly litigious society where they would sue over anything right. in the world. I'm thankful that doesn't happen today. Never. We live in a litigious society as well. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, the courts get involved in a lot of things. I would just simply say this. As much as you can, try to keep that from happening. But should you have to enter into litigation, do not seek to gain something that is not rightfully due to you. Don't sit there and approach it as, all right, man, McDonald's, that coffee was so hot it burnt my lip. I'm suing for $10 Well, no. Instead, how about this? How about, you know what? They refused to pay my doctor's bills. It burnt my burnt my lip. Doctor says I'll make a full recovery, still be able to give my wife a big old kiss every night. It'll be all right. Maybe they just pay my doctor bills and everything's okay. Uh, that's, that's what we mean by that. Yeah. So, um, again, how do I issue forgiveness? And, and I'll say this when we move on to the next one. 
It is impossible to do without a heart that has been changed. And even Christians struggle with forgiveness. Yeah. So I would pose the question, are you praying for a heart of love? Yeah. Yeah. Are you praying for that individual? I mean, if you're sitting here constantly complaining about what yeah. they've done, and don't we do that, man? We want to bring everybody on our side. Hey, you may you may get called in to be on jury duty for yeah. having to deal with how somebody harmed me. Yeah, and, I mean, like there is going to be such a thing, but I'm gonna so I'm gonna build my case right now. I'll build my case in the hallways. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know. I want to make sure you know before they tell you what happened. Right. And matter of fact, just to go ahead and cut to the chase, I don't have a lot of time. I'll throw it out there on social media. Yeah. Let me tell everybody what so and so did to me, what everybody yeah. said about me, and all this harm and blah blah blah. And and that and if you spend more time griping about what happened to you focusing on the hurt focusing on the pain than you do praying for god god may i love them the way you love them yeah. because whether you like it or not god loves them yeah but they were mean to me yeah god loves them god loves them and, and you kind of reminded us several times you know it's because of jesus like because of jesus we can forgive because of jesus we can love um and then you even reminded saying, hey, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about um, who Jesus is. It's about what he's done. And, uh, yeah, you even challenge people to get that tattooed on their forehead. It's not about me. It ain't about me. It ain't about me. Sorry. It ain't about me. Yeah, I hope somebody does not do that. That will be yeah. That'd be terrible. It ain't about me around the forehead. I will take them to lunch, though. I, I, well, I told one of my college students, I'm like, it's not worth lunch. Like, I'll buy you lunch. You don't need to go get that on your forehead. It ain't about It ain't about me. Uh, uh, we're talking steak dinner, dude. We might even take them down to little, little Anderson's and, you know, get some tuna steak or something right there, watch the boats come in. They tattoo it ain't about me across their face. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Yeah. That'll be, be terrible. Yeah. The last point. Your love satisfies all of God's commands. Um, commandments commandments sorry i should i should probably start taking your manuscript every week because other than i'm you just could. taking i'm just taking notes you um could. your love satisfies all of god's commandments so uh and you even said god's love is for us god's love made us right yeah that well he's making the point here in the passage verses nine and ten where he's sitting there and he's he's talking about the uh the 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 ten commandments when he's like you know you uh for the commandments you shall not commit adultery shall not murder shall not steal shall not bear false witness shall not that's lie by the way that's i'm just using this new king james version you shall not covet uh that means don't be jealous uh any other commandments i'm going to sum them up all in this one saying namely love your neighbor as yourself yeah so what he is saying there hey quit focusing on keeping the commandments if you'll just focus on love the commandments will take care of themselves yeah let it be about love. Let love be the driving force, not, oh, I kept this commandment. Because you're never going to keep them all, especially if you throw in the, I think, like almost 650 total in the Old Testament. If you add all the Levitical commandments yeah. and everything else, it would be just unbelievably difficult right. to do. But, I mean, well, let's just make it easier. We'll stick with the 10. Yeah. We'll stick with the 10. Thou shalt not murder. <laughs> well, I've not done that one. Right. Right. And then Jesus said, eh, if you've had hatred in your heart, you're right. guilty. Right. Dad gummit. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a Bobby Bowden saying right there. Um, the uh, and I, boy, I miss guys like that guy. I mean, they they don't make coaches like Bobby Bowden anymore. Anyway, great guy. We had him here a couple times. Spoke over the years. I'll never forget last time he came here. Uh, we were in our old worship center. We had we had we had the two services and Bobby Bowden. It, for those of our listeners who don't live in Florida. 
I mean, Bobby Bowden. If there was a pope of the state of Florida, it was Bobby Bowden. And uh, and who, I don't know, the Roman Catholics may have state popes. I don't know how they do all that stuff. But anyway, it's not just one pope. I don't know. Oh, all right. All right. Anyway, so it's Bobby that goes Bowden, back to that religion thing. <clears throat> right? That's right. Bobby Bowden. He finally shows up. Gets here about an hour before the first service. And uh, I want to say it was 8 a.m. 8 a.m. when he got here. And uh, I'm like, Coach Bowden, great to meet you. Blah blah blah. Good to see you. All this kind of stuff. What so so. Uh, how long did it take you to get from your house over on 38? And he goes, oh, man, I left there about 530. I've just been sitting down to IHOP reading a newspaper. Nice. And nice. Then, he, then he came on up here. But uh, anyway, dadgummit, I'm going to break I'm gonna break one of the, even this the 10 yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. So instead of me focusing on keeping the commandments, how about I just love? Yeah. And that's what he says. Let love. Let love be that dr- drives you. When you love another person, guess what? Relationally, things are probably going to be set in good order. When you have a love for God more than anything else, those first four commandments that deal with your relationship with God, you're probably going to start getting it right a little bit more than you get it wrong. But even when you get it wrong, because of the love that you have for him, you're going to be broken over that. And you're going to say, oh, my goodness, I'm through the power and the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to I'm going to change this, man. I'm not going to do that again. I don't want to break God's heart. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. except show him the great love that he has shown to me. All right, people. Well, you heard it, um, man. We got to love, uh, you know, I love the fact that, you know, it when, when we're loving the way we should, it's, it's reflecting God's character. And, uh, you know, if we go back to the simplicity of it. He loved us, therefore we can love. Um, he's calling us to do that. So, Pastor Stephen, thank you for your time uh, every week, always bringing the heat, always bringing the truth of the gospel, truth of Scripture every time we week. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. And uh, we will see you next week on the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida. We would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www. Dot Highland and it's H I L A N D Park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email info at highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him. Our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.